Shalom Aleichem, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston. I'll do our wave. Some people don't have their, their volume up. Okay, so welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston. We're here every Saturday. Thank you all. Shabbat Shalom. Rabbi Af Shalom. Shalom, shalom, Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what are we doing this for? The awakening, our identity, we are Hebrew Israelites, and how to move forward, which we're going to get into a little bit of that. We're uh, treading that slowly, but we're getting to how to move forward. We come from Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, so uh, we're going to go over our word real quick. Um, Yeshua, Yahweh, Shalom, Shalom Aleichem, uh, Mishpaha. Ahava, uh, Ab, which is father, but Abba is spelled different, which is God, our father, A-B-B-A, which is Ab, is A-B, just to let you know on that. Emma, mother, uh, occult, sister, um, Ak is brother, Ish is woman, wife, uh, Mesh, man, husband, um, Barugata, that was our blessed are you, and our word for today is going to be Adonai, Adonai, which is the Lord, or some people say Adunoi, which means Lord. So uh, you can say it, uh, both of them mean the same thing. And I know anointing is our Mashiach, our anointing. So that's our word for today. Uh, now we're going to do one of our uh, favorite parts is our Easter keeping it real. I'm Easter here to keep it real, all right? So our topic for Easter keeping it real today is in layman term. So in layman term means a clear and straight language. Okay, so I've been getting questions uh, asked to me. A lot of you don't put your comments at the bottom, but you'll uh, email me or, or call me with them. Okay, so let's start with the scripture, which is God restoring Israel. So you go to Ezekiel 20 and 34, says, I will bring you out from the people and gather you out of the countries. We are scattered with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with fury poured out. So that's Ezekiel 20 and 34, okay? And then we're going to go into Isaiah 11, 11 through 12. So Isaiah 11 chapter, 11 through the 12th verse reads, and it's a little longer. Let me grab my Bible here. It says, it shall now come in the past in the day that the Lord, I'm sorry, it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and, Sher and Shinar, from Hamath and the island of the sea. He shall set up a banner for the nation and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Okay, so that's why the topic today is in layman's term so in layman's term let me see i'm admitting some people okay so in layman's term what does that mean 
That means we, the Hebrew Israelite, the Jews, will return to Israel. Not just the black and the brown Jews, but all the Jews. Okay. But we are the original Jews, so we must return. So that's what that means in, in layman term. Okay. And my second point. Today, we're going to talk about Shabbat, the Sabbath day today. That's what uh, Rabbi Avshalom is going to teach on. Why are we teaching these, these days? So let's talk about that. We talk about Shabbat the Sabbath day today, which is observed every Friday evening until Saturday evening. Keeping the holy, uh, the, the, in the third commandment, it talks about what? The Sabbath day, keeping that day holy. The week, if you look on your calendar, starts on Sunday. It doesn't start on, on Saturday. It starts on Sunday. So the last day of the week is Saturday, okay? We have to start breaking the U.S. holiday traditions and reprogramming ourselves to celebrate and observe our biblical days. Even if you are a Christian, you should observe your biblical days, which is what? In Leviticus 23. Our, observe our days and holidays because we know these pagan days that the U.S. made us observe when we came here are basically what to build up the economy which we the hebrew israelites that money isn't trickling down to our people we're putting the money in but it's, it's really not trickling down to us with the wealth all right so in layman's term and that's our topic in layman's term what does that mean okay so before you start a job what do you have to do you have to train right so right now in Israel, the country shuts down every Friday because I've been there and Saturday. They, they literally shut down. So for 24 hours, they are not working because they're following what, it, what the Bible says, okay? So only non-Jewish retailers are open during that time. And on the holidays, I mean, the whole, it, everything shuts down. All right, so, and they, they're going from Leviticus 23. We are teaching you these things. So we, you, and the next generation, when you go back to Israel, because we don't know when we're going back, but we know we're going back. You already know your job. You already have God's instructions. You can't just go over there and, and don't know anything and be in shock. So we are teaching you right now what? The way we, we, that's why we're doing this. Our identity. Everybody feel me? Everybody on the same page? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> I believe so. Okay. So this last point I'm going to make, and I'm going to be real careful with this one, because like I said, we've been having some questions. Okay. So people are asking like, what's the difference? So I'm going to go over this really quick. Christianity is what we were forced to learn when we were enslaved uh, from the U.S. and brought over here. The Christians believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and um, they believe in the pagan holidays, which in, in the 66 uh, books of the Bible, okay? So that's the Christian. The Messianic Christians, let's talk about Messianic Christians. They believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with the elements of Judaism in Jewish traditions, 
meaning they follow the Jewish calendar and they follow the Christian calendar and they study from the 66 books of the Bible. So that's the Messianic Christians, all right? Now the Messianic Jews, Judaism believe in Yahshua, who Christians call Jesus. And so uh, I looked this up, I've been studying this. So when Pontius crucified Jesus, he put that L, that first letter over his head, because he was a Roman. They, had, they spoke Greek and Latin when they came to their government. And that L stands for Lesus, L-E-S-U-S, all right? So in the 1600s, a J wasn't even out to the 1600s. So here in the U.S., they call it Jesus. But the original name was Yahshua. The Hebrew name was Yahshua. So, all right. So we're not saying you, you, you can't say that name because we, I, I use both. I'm going to keep it real. I use both. We were programmed to say it, but Yahshua is just like saying Ethel from Easter. My birth name was Ethel. So when I hear that name, I know that's my root. My family usually calling me that versus Easter. A lot of people here call me Easter, which are a lot of associates and, and friends of mine. But Ethel has a different feel to it. So when I pray, when I go into deep prayer, I say Yahshua. That's the original name. And I want to have some powerful prayers. Okay? And so the Messianic Jews, they only follow the Jewish calendar in the five books, which are the Torah. Now, let's go to the Hebrew Israelites. The Hebrew Israelites are colored people who are Jewish. They're Messianic Jews, and they're people of color, black and brown. We are descendants of the ancient Bible Israelites. We were enslaved during the transatlantic slave trade and brought here to the U.S. We are the descendants of Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who had the 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel. Some study five books to Torah. Some study all 66 books. So I just wanted to make some clarity. So let's sum this up in layman's terms, because that's uh, what we're doing. To move forward, how to move forward. And I'm going to read this off of my sheet, because God really been uh, dealing me with this. You can still be a Christian and know your identity as a Hebrew Israelite. You can read all 66 uh, books of the Bible, but know your Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Yahshua, the Lord Jesus Christ died to defeal, fulfill the law because we are sinful people and we are not perfect. That is why we have to repent and pray daily. So what are, what are we asking when we come on here? We asking that you face east, and this is some of the things I'm asking that you do, that you face east and pray, you learn and observe your Jewish days. You teach your children their identity. You read the Bible for yourself. I ask that you call uh, Jesus Yahshua, his Hebrew original name, because there's power in that name, in your prayer life. I ask that you repent. You start building up your family by marriages and support your family. And most of all, love. Love one another and love God with all your heart and your soul and mind.
that's Easter keeping it real in and what and what we're asking. And so we're like again, I said we're teaching these days so that you know your identity, who you are, and and when it's time for us to go back over to Israel, because we can't wait on the United States to give us reparations or do anything, because we gotta first know who we are. And we're not worried about money. We worried about the Bible and what the Bible say and following the Bible. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Shabbat and Shabbat is every uh, Friday, the Sabbath day uh, to Saturday. Rabbi Avshalom is going to um, teach on, on this. And the meaning of Shabbat means what? God rests. He created the world in six days and he rests on the seventh day, which is the Jewish Sabbath day. Okay. Keeping that holy, not idolizing your job. So in Israel, it'll be easier when we get there. And I don't know if I'll be alive to see it, but it'll be easier because it's shut down on that day versus we're in the United States, the secular type of atmosphere where we have to abide by their rules. So if you, if you work on that day, I mean, you have to work to feed your family, but we're teaching you. We, this is for a teaching for you so that you know what's going on. Rabbi Avshalom, I look forward to your teaching and um, it's all in your hands. <laughs> okay, Shabbat Shalom everyone. Um, it is again another blessing to be here with you to share with you uh, to study with you the Torah on another Sabbath day. And what I'm going to do, probably, well, I'm going to try to put on my uh, past hat, uh, <laughs> my ministerial hat, as when I was a pastor in the Christian church, okay, and try to teach it. So I want to teach it so that those that are searching for identity with the Torah to change our lifestyles because we all, we are coming into the understanding that we are not who we were told we are. And so in that, as, as, uh, as, uh, Ahot Sarah, <laughs> I should say Morai Sarah, I just said, uh, teacher, that's a, that's a lady teacher, uh, a sister teacher, uh, I call her Sarah. <laughs> Uh, has, has said we we we're coming to the understanding, and so we go. She she keeps it real every Shabbat, and and, um, and it's a wonderful thing. So today we're talking about, and we we're discussing the Shabbat or the Sabbath day, and it's going to be. I'm going to teach it again a little bit differently because I don't want to just jump in and say. The, you know, seventh day is the day, because we have to give some background, and and the implications of Shabbat is has a deeper meaning um, than just what we have come to understand on the surface. And the Sabbath day has a tie to the creation of all things, and so it's important for us to understand it so that. I want you to know that it's not a Jewish day. 
this is a commanded day for all of those or all of us who are striving to operate in the image of our father from which from whom we came mm -hmm. and that's what it's about it's, it's about obeying our father and living in his house and it is his household which is another dilemma for for african americans and those who were caught up in the transatlantic slave trade because our family structure was destroyed but it is through the torah and, and again uh moray sarah stressed the 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 pentateuch or the 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 torah the first five books but it's actually in reality it's actually four books better uh better sheet uh or, or the or uh book of genesis is really not a part of the torah okay it's just the the foundation for creation and the contract agreement which our father made with abraham our, our spiritual father and so it sets that stage and it sets the stage for being delivered out of the world system that's what the book of genesis does and so when you start when you you get into the torah actually the torah uh the four books now you're starting to talk about coming out of the world says so exodus the book of exodus but the sabbath day because the sabbath day was created in the heavens before the world was actually before the world we had there was sabbath and so i hope that i don't get too deep for for something i'm, I'm assuming, which i'm not supposed to do but it, when you go to college professors assume that you've had a certain foundation or you've taken a certain prerequisite courses before you got into his class. So he assumes that you already know certain basic elements, right? And so I'm going to make an assumption today, right? Uh, that you know certain things. So I'm going to try to try to take it to a, a much more deeper level. But at the same time, again, staying with my uh, pastoral teaching. So I'm going to read something for you. I'm not going to put it on the screen, but I'm going to read something for you first, which is out of a book um, called From Sinai to Ethiopia. From Sini to Ethiopia. And it concerns the Shabbat. Okay. And once I do, I'm going to read this, a little portion of that, and then I'm going to go into some more detail. I'm going to go back to the book of Genesis. Okay. Bereshit, Genesis. And then I'm going to start to lay the foundation for why we keep Shabbat. And then uh, again, in the weeks coming ahead, we'll get deeper into it again, so that you have a firm foundation on Shabbat, why we keep Shabbat, why it is not a Jewish holiday or a Jewish rest day. Okay, it's for the children of Israel. And for everyone, all mankind, mm -hmm. even the beast of the field, everything created, that's what the Shabbat is, was created for. So let me begin right here. It says in the book of, uh, and you can buy this book on Amazon. It's called From Sinai to Ethiopia. Okay. Sinai to Ethiopia. It says, um, it is a positive commandment to refrain from labor on the Shabbat, on the Shabbat. As in, in the verse, on the seventh day, you shall rest. That's in Exodus 23 and 12. 
It says there are 39 principal labors, okay, that, and, and in the book it says that a Jew, and, and don't worry about it if I say Jew, if, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's okay to be called a Jew. It's okay to call yourself a Jew because it all ties together with Israel, okay? So we're going to, I pray that we can destroy these, these schisms or the divisions that we have between Messianic, Orthodox, Orthodox, everyone who keeps Torah. We need to destroy that. I'm talking about Jews that don't like uh, Messianic, the Messianics. Well, you the Messianics don't dislike Orthodox Jews, but there's a schism anyway, okay? So if you believe Yeshua is Messiah, that's fine with me. If you don't, that's fine with me. That's all foolishness to me. It's all foolishness to me. And the spirit of Elijah says, he's coming to restore all things anyway, prepare things so, for, so Messiah can come. So when Messiah comes, we'll all see him. But you understand this, even Messiah keeps Shabbat. Okay, even Messiah keeps Shabbat. And why is that? Again, let me go back to the reading. 39 principal labels are those that the Jew is forbidden by biblical law from performing on the Shabbat. There's another word in there, biblical law. And according, you know, they said the law is passed. If you're under law, you're under curse. That is one of those things that we're going we're gonna to deal with. Okay, we're going to deal with that. All right. Because it's actually the teachings. And, and it is how we set up our society. That's why it's called the law, because it, it shows how, it tells us how to deal in society. Again, we'll see that when I start reading Bereshit Barah, in the beginning God created. So it says, uh, so there are 39 forbidden laws, biblical laws, uh, that, that we're uh, forbidden to do on the Shabbat. And you see that in Israel, as, as uh, Morah said earlier. It says, the Torah gives only sparse details, while the oral law provides lengthy explanations of all the labors and explains how they were derived from the labors involved in constructing the tabernacle. So these 13 principles, these 13 uh, malacha or 13 labors dealt with the tabernacle. It, it, and, and what that saying is, let me just go ahead and read it, okay? These were artisan crafts. These are things that are artisan crafts that were required special skills. Listen, the labors that detail special skills, performing any of these labors was considered a violation of the Shabbat or the day of rest. The Torah forbids doing work on the Shabbat. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Shabbat to the Lord your God. Not a Jewish day. It is the Shabbat to the, to the Lord your God. In, all, in, it, in it you shall not do any manner of work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your cattle, the, the, nor the stranger who is within your gates. And that's in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 10. Okay, so Moray said that when she was in Israel, they shut down on Friday evening. 24 hours. Everyone that was in there did that. Now, of course, there are some secular people that are not, that don't keep Torah, that live in the land, and they continue to work. But, but the, the Jews, the Israelites in the land shut down. And any of their employees that wanted to observe Shabbat were shut down. 
they don't have to, you don't, you're not required to work. However, they still have hospitals, they still have law enforcement, still have a military. So some people, even though you want to observe, you have to work. Mm -hmm. Some labors need to go on. And there's a reason why that is so. It's because the same reason why when the, the Mishkan was built and when the Hamikdash was up, that the, the priest would rotate in on certain Shabbat and certain times. And, and, and you hear me say something about the first watch and the second watch, the third watch. But they're, they're again, they broke up the labor so that you, wouldn't have, you would have a time to rest. And so this is how we have to look at our keeping the Shabbat. Okay. Now, again, there are 39 labors that we're not supposed to do, but understand it, and these are crafts, and these are professions that we're not to do. And this is how we develop a principle. And what I'm, I'm showing is how we develop a principle. The scripture shows us a principle of how we are to operate, okay, as the children of Israel. Now, having said that, I'm going to go into the book of Bereshit, or Genesis, and start, in, in, and start the foundation there of why this Shabbat is so important, okay? And, and why it's, <clears throat> and again, I talked with Maria the other day in our other, last night in our array of Shabbat. And I said, I was going to show you three things that you need to have in your home. And one of them was, was the menorah. Okay. And again, all this is going to tie into, it, it comes into play. Foundation starts in the book of Bereshit. So if I can share my, I'm going to see if I can share my content. Uh, share my screen. Okay. Start the broadcast. Okay, now can you see Genesis chapter one? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, good, okay. So let's go to the beginning because again, uh, we have to understand how everything ties. Everything in the Torah is tied to the creator, everything. And, it, and everything that the creator does, or should I say our father does, is for our good. But in the book of Bereshit, we start to laying down some some principles of operation in the earth realm. And it all began in, in the creation. And when I talk about the creation, I'm talking about, uh, let me just read some of it. It says, Again, translation that when God began to create heaven and earth, he began to create. He says, the earth uh, being unformed and void with darkness over the surface of the deep, and wind from God, and a wind or a ruach from God sweeping over the water. Okay, so we get an you get an idea of water, and, and and but what's going on is there's a darkness. It's it's just darkness. So creation came out of a darkness. So we have and so we have a skilled craftsman developing or using his intellect to create something. He's about to create something. And what we call that creation, okay, that, that creative uh, intellect, we call that chakma or wisdom. Okay, it's wisdom. So in the book of Proverbs, you'll read in scripture it says, get, get wisdom. And along with that, it'll say get understanding or binah. So in the 
creation of all things that was wisdom. It was wisdom in that the father was creating in his mind or, or conceptualizing what he wanted to do in his mind before he did it. And at that time when he spoke it, it became banal. Understand, he spoke it into, that is the creative action. He spoke it. So this is why we speak the word. So in our mind, the wisdom is where we're thinking and creative uh, juices are flowing. And then we burst it forward and we call that binah, which is our understanding of what we thought, what we are creating in our mind. So this is what the father is doing. And he's given us the foundation of everything that we do on this earth and everything that we do in life. If you're going to be successful, you have to conceptualize it in your mind. And then it's not going to happen until you begin to speak it into existence. And in other words, begin to do it. Because that's where the, the, you have the, this uh, potential energy in your mind, which cannot be destroyed nor created because it comes from the Father who was never created. Okay? Never created. He just is. Okay? And so out of him, everything came. And that was from his wisdom. It was already there in his wisdom. And we call that a darkness and void in there. And out of that burst light, all the, all the colors that you see in the rainbow came from that darkness. They call it, a, what they call it now in science and in, in, in physics, and they call it a black hole. Okay? And so it's in there. So all just, just picture that, all that there. And then he says, and then and he spoke. Again, that was his benign. He spoke the thing. He spoke it. All right. So let's go on. Okay. And so again, he came, he said, he saw the light and it was good. And he said, he called day, he called light day, and he called darkness, he called it night. So we began to see again, again, a principle of opposites during the creation. We, now this is science. This is not religion. This is, this is actually science and spirituality coming together in creation. So he set these rules. There is a difference in darkness and light. And the two, they work together, right? One at nighttime, you rest, and then there's some, some lights at night. There are things you place in the sky, stars and, 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 you know, and, and the moon at night. So that's a light. All this is in the creation. But the, 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 the principle I want you to get is that there's a separation, a difference, light and dark. And out of that, you get another principle, good and evil. And then that principle, you get six days of labor and the seventh day of rest. So he's, putting a, he's, he's setting this principle in order in the book of Bereshit, the book of beginnings. So in the book, you look for the book of beginnings to see how things are set in motion and how the things, why things operate the way they do on the earth. And you find that in that first book, which is outside of Torah. Okay, the foundation is laid outside of Torah. Torah, again, begins in Exodus. That's where you start to get into the laws and the principles of operation as a society, as a community of people. Okay, you start to see that there. But before that, we had, again, the foundations were being laid for male and female. Again, here we go. Another principle laid down in Bereshit. Okay, so he called, he, he created the, the skies, he, he separated the waters from the water. Okay, and you and, and and as we go on, when we get deeper into some teaching, if you stay long enough, we get into some deeper teaching about the elements. Um, we'll get into a, I, I take you into a book called uh, 
Mishnah Torah, Rambaz Mishnah Torah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're still on baby food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we get to Kalakot HaTorah and it's something about, you know, it's foundational thing. But I'm going to teach you things that, that will allow you to do your reversions uh, and, and walk amongst the stars. Okay. It says, so the principle that laid down, he puts the earth in and he puts the elements that you need to, the earth needs to sustain itself. Again, we're looking at, in principle, we're looking at uh, a professional doing his job. And I, I read before you that there were certain uh, skills that you're not supposed to do on the Sabbath day. So you see the father is showing his skills in the creation. And then he shows, uh, again, now we go down to another uh, precept or foundation. I'm going to go down. You know, we have the beast of the field. So you have the, you know, the, the water, the, the fire, then you have the air, then you have the water, and then you have the, the earth. All right. All these are elements, four elements that we need in order to be sustained in the earth realm and in the, the heavenly cosmos that we have set up. And we'll get deeper into that later. Again, if you hang in here, you will get to those things. Right. So I'm going to go down to the sixth day, uh, which is going to take us into chapter two. It, it says, uh, no, let me, I got to go back up. Let me see here. Yeah, okay. So God created the seventh day. He said on the seventh day, and this is in verse, chapter two, verse two. Uh, let me go back to verse one. It says, the heaven and the earth were finished and all that they're erased. So the earth and all this stuff was done, right? So it says right. on the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had be, been doing. So again, this is not a Jewish day. This is God's day. And so he, he ceased on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. Letting you know something. All right? He's setting up this pattern of work that those that are, you saw Israel, those that are coming to him or re, that, that desire to return to him or to operate in his principles, He's setting this up for why we keep the Sabbath day. And why it says, he says, cease from all the work. He says, God blessed the seventh day. And you know, and when we read it in the, in the Siddur, it says he blessed it and he infused it with a soul. So it is a living day. So it says, but here again, in, in, Bereshit, in Bereshit, it says, and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. So it is a set apart day. Because on it, God sees from all his the work of creation that he had done. Again, so and that, all of this thing. And, and excuse me, and that's uh -huh. why I said at the beginning, you can be a messianic Christian. You can read all 66 books, but that includes the Torah. And that includes these days to observe. And that's what I was trying to the point. But uh, go ahead. But I just wanted to clarify that. So... Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't need to follow these days because they're for everyone. And we're going to, and we keep stressing that. But go ahead. Sorry about that, Rabbi. No, no, that's good. That's what I want. That, that's, that's what we want. That's, that's why we're here. Okay. Okay. So it's not a Jewish day. It's for everyone. It's for the whole creation. Even, even the angels in heaven observe Sabbath day. Everything. If you have a pet, that pet, 
If you live Sabbath day, he's going to know when the Sabbath day comes. And he's going to expect you to do certain things on that day. In other words, he's going to expect you to, even the animals even know. Mm-hmm. Animals even know. So, and creation knows. So why don't we observe it? Well, we do observe it because we're here today. And we're just right. learning why we do it, you know, giving more background. It says, so such is the story of the heaven and earth when they were created. When, when Adonoyal Hecka made earth and heaven, okay? And it says, when no shrub is filled, yet the, the uh, earth and no grass is on the field, yet sprouted, because the Lord had not sent rain upon the earth, there was no man to till the soil. So here we come to the essence of the apex of the creation, okay? And that is the man. So it says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the earth. In other words, he's a earth man or Adam, come from the Adama, Adam being the red man and Adama being the earth, okay? He blew into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being, okay? So here's the concept of until you accept or operate in God's laws, his, his ruach, his spirit, you're a dead man. You're as if you're a dead man or you are, uh, you know, asleep. You don't have life. And life is when you have the light of God in you, operating in your life. So again, you get that contrast, light and darkness. You start getting that. But in here, we're seeing that he says he blew his breath into us. In other words, and that breath is ruach. He blew it into us. And man became a living soul, okay, a living being, okay? So you have a Yineshima, and, and so you begin to, to live in the earth. And so this is, we were created, you know, man, he took that animate earth, created the man, male and female, same time. And, and uh, again, that's another teaching for another day, get into that. And he breathed into us, he gave us life, right? So what that, what that says is, in the wisdom of our father, we were already alive. Remember, I, the principle I laid down was his wisdom. He had already created and saw what he was, he conceptualized what he wanted in his mind. And so that's what he said. And when, his, when he had already done that, then he said, uh, the Lord, uh, the Lord uh, placed man whom he had formed, where he took a formed man, because in his mind he'd already done, he already knew what he was, because man was already there. He was already talking to us. He was already dealing with us in the spiritual realm in his wisdom. And then he decided, okay, in Benai, in his understanding, he, he breathed us, he created, formed us. He made a form on the earth that could represent him on the earth realm, according to the laws and principles that he had already established in the first six days. And in that seventh day, he said, all this that I've done, that seventh day, you're going to rest from all of this that has been done. So after he rested, he, he put man in the earth to give us authority in the earth. And he gave us his, of his essence. And his essence cannot be destroyed because it was not created. But it is a part of, we are a part of the creator. And in us, each man that is born in this earth realm has the capacity for wisdom and understanding. We all have it. No matter what anybody says to you, it's in you. It's in your genetic code. And it doesn't matter whether you're a Jew or Gentile, black, white, or any other race, 
red, yellow, it doesn't matter because we are created the same way. That's right. That's right. And I'm going to tell you, I study four days a week. I have church on Sunday, which is the Christian mm -hmm. part. I have my Bible study on Thursday. I have my Hebrew teaching on Tuesday. And then Saturday we have here. So you can come here, like I've told before, we're not passing no plate around. This is teaching, free teaching that we're giving to you of your identity. And you can still go to your go to church on Sunday. We're not saying mm -hmm. that you can't. But go ahead, mm -hmm. Rabbi. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Understand, yeah. That so understand the principle. Again, we're staying with the principle of why we keep the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here. And I'm going to go up and read a little bit um, from the Sudur, from my Sudur. You can't see it right now, but the Sudur says, the children of, and this is a prayer that we pray every day. Oh, by the way, we pray this every day, all right? This is a prayer, this is a part of the Amidah. It says, the children of Israel, right, those that are going to God, are to keep the Shabbat, observing the Shabbat throughout their future generations as a covenant forever. And that's straight out of the Torah, actually, but it's incorporated into the prayer book. So it reminds us every day, at least twice a day, if you follow, depending on which way you custom you want to accept, two day, two times a day, three times a day, or continues to Tuesday, it reminds us. It's like, let me put it this way. It's, it's like, remember last week we talked about behavior modification, what has happened to us in this mm -hmm. country and, and throughout the world, what Catholicism and all the religions have done to us. They've conditioned us to think of ourselves in a certain way right. by certain stereotypes. All right. They conditioned us. We call it the Stockholm Syndrome. That's it. We're stuck I've been, in the I've been paying attention. Syndrome. I've been writing notes, and everybody should be <laughs> writing notes and paying attention. The Stockholm Syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So what? Now watch this, though. This is the beauty of it. The Jewish people or the Israelite people who kept the Torah read this three times a day. Most of them are going to at least at least going to do it three times a day. They're reminded. They're being, they're conditioning their minds about keeping the Sabbath. And there's more to it, there's more in it than this, but I just wanted to focus on this part because it is dealing with the Sabbath day and how we're going to condition ourselves. If you remain with this, this for, if you stay with it for the year, and I'm, selling, I'm saying this, the year, the reason I'm saying if you stay with this for the year and these teachings for the year and the foundation that we're gonna lay here over this, this year, if you mark the day, mark it on your calendar when I started this teachings, these teachings, couple of weeks ago, right? Mark that on your calendar. After a year, right? After a year, this is important, okay? For you uh, want to be, whether you want to go strictly orthodox or, or you want to maintain uh, 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 and stay with uh, messianic, that's fine. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing. But if you remain with the year and do these, te and do these teachings, apply them in your life after a year, this is, this is the benefit. If you've ever gone from one denomination to another, usually when you go in, they want you to be baptized into that congregation or into their, whether it be Baptist or Church of God in Christ or, you know, Holiness, Pentecostal. They want you to baptize them in. In other words, go do a tikva or an immersion. Well, in, in Hebraic teaching, 
our Hebraic teachings, after a year of getting the foundation, going through the foundation again, doing, going through the contract agreement, we should be able to cover the contract agreement, the basis of the contract agreement in this year's time. After a year of time, you are eligible, if we keep it right, if we do it properly, halakhali, uh, uh, all right? And we're conditioning your mind to begin to think like an Israelite, like a Jew. We're conditioning you by modifying your behavior over this year. It takes more than a year to break Stockholm Syndrome. But this first year will lay the foundation of your coming out of the world system, your exodus from the world system. So we're starting with the Shabbat. After that year, we'll go on through the Mishnah, Mishnah Torah, and all these things, that the, the, the oneness of the creator, our father, and you know these things, you know that you're, you have your, your talit. Okay, you have your talit. I mean, I'm going to stop my share for a minute and then go back to it. Uh -oh. And your talit, just to let you know, is the covering for your hair, and uh, you can use your talit. And then they have the the kippur, which is the little round that the men use over their head. Correct. Okay, I'm going back now. I'm gonna, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Now my talit, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to take it off. Can you see me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is my tilit. My tilit is from the Israelite community. So you don't have any writing on it. There's no prayer on it. Okay. But it does have the blue and it does have the fringes, right? Which mm -hmm. is required. Okay. So you need this. You need a prayer shawl. It also, you put it on, you say your prayer, you know, say your prayer when you put it on. And this is your pressure, but also you, you, you meet the requirement of your zizi. Okay, you're wearing your, it's your zizi, and you should have it. Everyone should have one, at least one pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And again, you cover yourself with zizi. Now, you should have it, you know, our garments, because we're here in the European countries and stuff, we don't have the fringes as we should. And, and you know, you see them on the four corners, those four long fringes, but you know, for us in the Israelite community, we like our fringe to go all the way around. When we say four corners, we mean all the way around, right? We don't mean just on four corners. We mean all, it's just like, when I say the four corners of the earth, I'm talking about the entire earth. So that's one of the reasons why we, we do the whole thing now. The fringes are there, okay? So our clothing are not manufactured with it, but in the Hebrew Israelite community, we do have our clothing that are designed for that, okay? Anyway, so you should have that. And then you should have at your home this. I don't know if you can see it. It's kind of small. No, we can't see it. Okay, well, now you can see it. We can see right? it now. Okay. I got my small. This is my small. I have a small one no, no, too, like that. Small. I have a yeah. I have a large one, but this is it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you need that. And that's your menorah. That yeah. so that you know that's the menorah. Yeah. So he's telling you the three things you need, which is the menorah, which is the candle holder, your yeah. tallit or kapoor, which is your head covering, and then you need the shofar, which shofar. Is, the, is the horn, but you don't have to have the horn. You can go online like I've showed you and have the horn go off, and then as you get more into it, you can buy a horn, but I don't have a horn either. Uh, my son has it, and you can go online and listen to the horn. Go ahead, right. son. 
Yeah, so those are things you have in your house. There are other things, you know, but those are the things I, I, I recommend so that you can remind you. Now, let me go back over here to my, my uh, little thing here, my little menorah. Now, one of the things I say you have this in your house because you see there are seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and there are seven days in the week. In the middle one, I call that my Shabbat. The middle one, I call that my, this is me. This is Rabbi Absalom, right? Mm -hmm. I call it, it reminds me of the seventh days. It reminds me of the seventh days of rest, right? There are some other things that it also reminds me of. And uh, these are attributes that we are to display in our lives, which are attributes that we get from our Father. Remember what I read, it said, let us create man in our image, right? In our likeness. And so what happens is, when you see that menorah, and this is why we wear, you know, we wear the zizi and we wear the tefillin, you know, and here the men, men wear the tefillin, right? Uh, in the morning uh, when we pray. And we'll teach you that in this first, in this year, we're gonna teach you about that because again, at the end of the year, you're eligible for your tikva or your immersion. Uh, as long as we have two, Israel, two Israelites that are already circumcised, that have Torah, that have been tikva, then you do that and you, you enter in, right? You're reborn again as, a, as an Israelite, okay? So that's, and, and we want to, to give the year. And then that year, the men, you should get your, uh, the brit milah, the circumcision uh, done properly with the, with the proper prayer and things. Again, and all this is dealing with, now all this I'm, I'm talking about Shabbat. All this is important for Shabbat and entering into the congregation of Israel. Because as I was reading, it is a covenant for us for all generations, all right? And a part of that contract agreement is, you know, keeping that Shabbat, all right? And so the seven, the seven, the, the menorah reminds me of the seven days of creation, but it also, if I, if I may get a little bit deeper, y'all don't mind it, do you? I get no. just a little bit deeper for you all that have been around for a few years. All right. We create, we talked about, let us create things in our image. I talked about Binah and I talked about Chokmah, all right? But, uh, but again, the creator, the, uh, we call that the, the Ein Sof. I'm getting a little deep. If I'm a little bit too deep for you, let me know, okay? Because this, again, this is Shabbat stuff and this is spiritual things dealing with Shabbat and why it's so important for us to, to understand and live uh, and keep to the Shabbat. And it is our covenant, our contract agreement. And I'm giving you some things that, that, that uh, uh, we teach uh, on a deeper level. So you go a little bit deeper. So let me see if I can do this for you. In the, when the Father created us in his image, there are certain attributes in his oneness that cannot be separated. And these attributes are there for our being, not for him, but for us. Because in, 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 the, in a, our father, there's no up, no down, no left, no right. He's spirit. But he created, the, he, he allows us to have these, the, to teach these attributes of what we should expect in our lives. So that it gives us substance, like the earth was created and he put us there in the earth because so we need to be able to see the spiritual things in the natural things. Mm -hmm. So the menorah is a natural thing but in that natural thing, we should be able to recognize spiritual things. Okay. Now in the, in the creator, we call it the crown of the head where the thought process took place, where in that head was, in that crown, 
was chakma, wisdom. And he spoke things into existence with Benak. So there are three elements right there. You have the Kita, you have Hakma, and you have Dinah. That's your three that sit on the side. That's your, your, your creative part. And you were there in that creation. You were already there in that creation. When he said, let us, he's inside of himself. But again, in order for us to, un to get an under uh, a picture of it, you look at your menorah and you'll see these things. You'll see Chesed, which is kindness, Seven. I'm gonna hit seven things now from this menorah. Chesed, which is kindness, and and later on we get deeper into this later on as I break it down for you. And then uh, then you have Gevurah, which is restraint. Restraint. So Chesed is get a kindness. You know, do you know a person when you say when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you get all these these um, what do you call them? These uh, attributes that you get, you know, mm -hmm. and one of the love and all this kind of stuff. Well, kissed, kissed, <laughs> kindness, right? Kindness, and then and then gevurah, which is restraint or or dean or judgment, right? These are attributes that are inside of us as the children of the Father, so that we can understand spiritual things, all right? And then the, the next one is uh, tiferet or beauty, okay. And then you have Nisak and Hod, which are eternity and splendor. And I'm going to go back again over these, okay? And then you have uh, foundation, okay, which is your body, okay? And then you have uh, 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 Malkut, which is kingship, which is the mouth, okay? Uh, also, that, that Yaso, which is the, in the, it's at the end of the body, or the sign of the Brit, okay? Again, spiritual things, brit, right? Remember I said they showed you spiritual things in a natural way. So when I say your soul, or uh, which is the end of the body, or the sign of the holy brit, brit milah, the, the circumcision. So you're emulating a spiritual thing in covenant when you do brit milah for the men. Okay, this is for the men. Women don't do brit milah. It's only for the men, all right? And Abraham did it. He set that foundation in the book of, of Bereshit, okay? And then last one being kingship or, or Malkut, which is your mouth, right? Oral Torah. So those are the seven things that, that I'm reminded of when I see that menorah, right? And that's why I say it's important to have that in your house because once you, and we, we have to, you have to go over it over and over because what you're doing is conditioning your mind, right? You're reconditioning, you're modifying the way you think about yourself and the creator and, and, and you, began to understand the importance of the Shabbat in creation. And while you are part of, you are in fact a part of this created form because you came from the Father, okay? And in him are all these attributes that are revealed, that reveal spiritual things for us in the natural realm. So when we see people that operate in these things, when they understand them, when we understand them, then we see what, why we cannot mistreat each other and why I said we need to get rid of this foolishness that we're dealing with in the different communities and, 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 and because we all come from the Father. Amen. And he put these attributes in us, right? He, the Sabbath day is a unifying element of us That's as right. a people. So when you operate outside of the Sabbath, then you're not operating in accordance to the contract agreement which unites us with our father. 
And so how can you operate in these attributes? Now what? Let me go back again over the same attributes again. He's teaching. Chesed, kindness. He's teaching. He is the right arm. Teaching. Remember he said, it? yeah, he said, I put my name in you. And, and so, in scripture, we get to, it says, I put my name in you. Listen to this. I put my name in you. You'd hate, wow, hate. He put in us. Now watch this. Again, seven. I'm not, now the other three are above these, right? So I'm going into the seven that, I, that you can see in the body. And remember, uh, what, those of you that were with us last night, I said you have your 10 fingers and you raise them up and there's a certain power that comes in between those fingers and you raise them up over that. Yeah, there you go. There's a power there and your prayers are answered and things and you get, you get answers, right? Things happen, okay? This is power. This is, this is power. So watch this. I'm going to go back over the same seven attributes again. It says, chesed, kindness, is the right arm. All right? Yudhevafe, the right arm. So you're seeing the Father in each body that you see. Each person that you see is representing the Father. When you see his head, you see the you. When you see the shoulders and that the arm, the right and left arm, you see the hey. When you see the torso, you're seeing the, the vowel, which is the, the straight line with the hook, right? And then the last, you see the hey again, which are the legs. So that's the Father right there, Yudhevafe. That's the name in every man. So how can you hate a man? And how can a man that has the father in him not keep the Shabbat? I'm going to keep going back to the Shabbat. <laughs> Everything is tied to the Shabbat. Okay, Kesed, kindness, is the right arm. That's a part of the head in the creation, right? It says, Geburah is restraint, is the left arm, all right? And see, later on, I'm going to break you down that the, why the five fingers on each hand is so important. And the five, five fingers on, five toes on each toe are important, okay? So, Okay, so left arm, right, is, is Geberah, restraint. And, and by the way, the, the, in opposition to, to what we say, what we think, or we, 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 you know, in, in one of the spiritual aspects, the right hand is male, the left side is female, okay? So the right hand is, is the excessive, and then, and then uh, restraint is on the left side with the female side, okay? Because guess what, guess who does most of the discipline in the household? It's the mother. <laughs> she she got those children. She putting that whipping on them. Yeah. You know? And dad, come, I'm gonna tell you when your dad come home and we come home and we say, oh, it's all right. <laughs> but mom already took care. Of it. She already took care. Of it. Okay. So again, that was just a little humor. <laughs> but Geberah is the left arm, and then Tiferet beauty is the torso, the vowel, torso, Nasoch and Hod are eternity and splendor. And they are your two thighs. Okay? And then you have your soul, which is the foundation, the end of the body, the, the sign of the Holy Brit, your soul, your foundation. So when you're building a community, when you're building a, a family, your foundation comes from the male and the female coming together, and your soul is the sexual organs. Okay? All right? Which, again, the Brit Milah. The man, the man is the sign of the Brit Milah. And then Malkut is the mouth which is called the oral Torah. So Malchut is where everything takes place and it ties us back up to the Father. Malchut, and we say, uh, open my mouth and I will proclaim your praises. Lord, open my mouth and I will proclaim your praises. So Malchut is where everything happens in our realm, right? And so it's where we, we, we again, we, we talk about the Torah. Again, and in the Torah, you can't speak the Torah unless you're talking about the Shabbat. Because in the Shabbat, 
when he when he laid down the foundation of of the society he said oh, and you should remember the sabbath day to keep it set apart or holy and so if we operate in the essence of our father and we operate in with we, we want to display the the attributes of our father when we see that menorah in our home it reminds us of these attributes that are in us that came from our father it's in our genetic code our genetic makeup and so there are certain things that a child of israel is not going to do but a lot of that stuff the world has tried to weed out of us or has beaten out of us and every nation had a part of it to beat these attributes out of us but you know what they cannot do that they can't be that dna that dna is real no matter what that blood our blood, our DNA, we the descendants are real, is real. It's in there. That's right. It's there. You know, you can beat it and, and, and no matter what. When you get that spark, when you have, this is how we know the children of Israel. Because when the children of Israel get a taste of who they are from the Father, whenever they get a taste of that heavenly word, that heavenly Ruach HaKodesh, the change begins to take place. The germination sets in. Right, the planting of the seed sets in. So when we pray, we say, "We thank you for for seed for so the soil of seed and right and bread for eating." One of the prayers. So you know, this this the seed is in us. It's already there. It may be sleeping. See, it may be asleep in us. It's not dead. It's sleep and it's waiting to be watered. And so when when the children and this is for the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is for the children of Israel. This was that they said we're Israel and so and those that said we're Jews. When we hear that spirit, and that's from every nation, because we're in every nation, when we get to hear it, that's why you see so many people coming out saying, I'm returning to my Hebrew roots. Now, a lot of people say, I'm coming to the Hebrew roots, and they get it and say, it's too hard, they can't do it. Because the, the problem is, you were not Hebrew in, in the first place. Mm. So you are not. The Hebrew, he may, he'll hear it, and he might still fight against it because we are stiff-necked people, but his attributes are still going to be there. The attributes and you, and you be have there. to think that it's not too hard because like I said earlier, Yahshua fulfilled it. He already, he came and fulfilled it because nobody's perfect. This flesh, and that's why we have to continuously repent and, and look towards the East and repent daily. And we're already praying anyway. We, we have our prayers, but these are the instruction. These prayers that you're giving us are instructions. And that's why I said, in your job, you have instructions, and we're getting instructions from the rabbi. You're already praying when you wake up, when you go to bed, now you lay me down to sleep, pray love ourselves. But that's not the deep prayer that we need to move and get our, our, our blessings through. We're teaching right. you how to have effective praying to get those blessings through. And that's why we're yeah. here. Go ahead, rabbi. There you go, that's it, preach. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah. And, and when you're immersing, your, immersing yourself in the word, in the Torah, right? Again, in the foundation, you immerse, we're gonna immerse you into the Torah for this year, right? This, this time of teaching, you should, I would say immerse yourself in it for this year. And, and so when you do the tikba, you've already been immersed, you, you already, it's, and, and the importance of it is this. Again, it goes back to that behavior modification and dealing with Stockholm syndrome. The only way we're going to come out of and break Stockholm syndrome and destroy the behavior modification is by getting immersed, immersing yourself in the Torah, the pure, 
Torah, pure understanding simplicity of the Torah, understanding the foundation of where you came from. Uh, uh, let me do this. This is pastoral thing. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and there was not anything made that was not made by him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Okay? He was in the world, the world was created by him, but the world could not comprehend them. But to as many as received him, they gave his power to become the sons of God. Right? They were not born of the will of the flesh, the will of the blood, nor the will of man, but born of God. Yeah. That's in the Gospel of John. So it's telling you where we came from. In the beginning was the word. So in the, again, it goes back to Banah. It goes back to Hakmah. All of this comes back from this very, this is a very simple, simple teaching. You see, in the beginning was the word. It's talking about the creative power of the Father, mm -hmm. right? And the word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. It's going back to Bereshit Barah. And then it tells you that in him was life. And the life, what, what, was the light of man. So he's telling you where your power comes, where your essence comes from. Not born of the will of the flesh, nor born of the will of man, but born of our father, Avina Shabbat Shamayim. So, you know, all this other mess that we're fighting against each other, we need to just throw it down and shut it down. If, if you are believing and you are following the tenets of the Torah, or I should say the Tanakh, the law and the prophets and the writings, because the, the prophets and the writings are there as to give us an example of, of spiritual things in the natural realm. So when we see the life of Abraham, we see the prophets, they're, they're, they're actually showing us, revealing to us spiritual things in the natural plane. That's how you have to look at it. It's revealing to us. So when you look, read the book of Job and you're reading about, uh, you read it in Daniel, and you're reading these prophets, which you should be studying the prophets, because these are case studies and revealing to us spiritual things. Okay? And, and when you begin to keep the Shabbat, when you begin to align up with the word and, and stay within the community of Israel, right, then and then and then the Holy Spirit of God will begin to reveal to you the mysteries of the creation that it talks about in the in the Gospel of John. And, and, and what Yeshua was talking about when he says, I'm going back to the Father. He's, he's a great teacher, greatest teacher, right? We say the master teacher, right? He's called what we call it, Baal Shem Tov, a master of the name. Be a master of the name, you see? So, so you don't have to believe that Yeshua is Mashiach. You don't have to. But you do have to believe in the, in the, the teaching of the Torah that he brought forward. And if you do that, you'll find the Shia. Mm -hmm. You see, you'll find the Shia. You'll find the anointing. It's what he's trying to show you. He's trying to show you the Messiah, the greatest, greatest rabbi ever walked on earth with Yeshua and Messiah, right? But we, actually Moses. When you go back to it, it was actually Moses. Because they said, I'll raise a prophet like Moses. Mm -hmm. So if he's like Moses, that means he's not greater than Moses. You know that? Mm -hmm. You understand that? I don't want to, uh, let me stop right there because I'll mess some people up. I don't want to mess y'all up. And, and, when, and, when you, and when you say that, and you, like you say, DNA is real, I've always felt like there's more. Or, you know, why does the United States always here hate us? Because they know who, who we were. They know our promises. And you know how uh, 
even the Hebrew, uh, Black, uh, African-American, or whatever label you want to label yourself as, you always want that, that nice car and that, and that nice house and all the top-of-the-line stuff. It's because you're royalty. It's in your blood. And, and you're kings and queens. And when that royalty is in your blood, now going about getting it, there's a decency and order, but it's already in your blood. And that's why we even want top-of-the-line things. It's, it's in our yes. blood, it's in our DNA, and we know we're missing something. What we was missing was our identity, who we really are. Right. That's yeah. what we were, we've been missing. Yeah. And, and now, and that, yeah. And once you know your identity and who you are, and you pray effectively, you have power. And those things was that you uh, want will come to you. They'll, it'll gravitate towards you. You can move mountains. Yeah. Well, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah, those things will be a byproduct. Right. right. They'll be a byproduct. They become a byproduct. Um, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Again, there's so much in the teaching because I want to, again, one of the things that we have to understand about the latter days is Elijah the prophet is coming. It's supposed to be in the earth. And he's supposed to set the stage for Messiah when Messiah comes. But one of the things you have to understand is about Elijah the prophet is he kept Shabbat. He's a messenger of the Father. Now, how can you be a messenger of the Father and not keep the Shabbat? How can you say you're operating in God's kingdom and not keep the Shabbat? Because it's the higher than every other day. Every other holiday, we have no other day of the above the Shabbat. And we as the children of Israel, we who have attached ourselves to the Father, all right, we need to line up with what the Father says. And, and, and again, it's going to take some teaching. It's going to take some, some, some going over and over again, expounding and hearing it from the, you know, over and over again and talking about it and discussing and having your questions and your debates in it. Because whenever two people come together, if two men, two women, if you come together and you're not discussing Torah, check it. Because you should, Torah should come up somewhere. The word should come up because it's supposed to be frontless before our eyes and bound in our hands as a sign. So we're thinking Torah and we're doing Torah every day. And so if today is a Shabbat and you haven't even thought about resting, think about that. Think about what that says. If it is Shabbat and you're not even thinking about resting, think. You may be on, I was on a job working across the, the world on the Shabbat day, I was called to work on the Shabbat. I'd go out a, a field engineer. And I had to work on the Shabbat. But my desire, my heart was there. You know what? When I was stationed in different places uh, to work, to go work on equipment, robotics, you know, electronic stuff, scientific stuff, you know. I, was, I, was, I began to say, Father, I need to be close to a place where I could go on the Sabbath day. And, I, you know, and you know, he started to do that for me. I was in... Wisconsin, North Dakota, uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about it over in, in, in uh, Africa because they, they're there. I mean, you, you go out and you can hear, you know, it's there. But, but in the U.S., in different places in the U.S. when I would do jobs in here, and, I would say, and he would put me like two weeks, two blocks, I mean, a block away from a synagogue where I could go on the Shabbat. I could walk there, which is what you're supposed to do. We're, when we build a community, right, and this is all centered, all this is centered around Shabbat, if you look at the Jewish community, we have an example. If you look at the Jewish community that have been here for, you know, while we were in exile, while we were, you know, sleeping, 
when they build a community, it's built around the synagogue. And the people began to move close and living close to the, so they could walk there on the Shabbat. You ever thought about that? So in, when you start, because when we're considering building a community, we need to build the community with the synagogue or the temple in mind, right? Is it going to be close enough that we can get there? Now, around this synagogue or this temple, we'll have our own stores. We'll have those that have professions, people that are school teachers, so that we can teach our children Hebrew school or at, at the, in the evening or in the afternoon or, or, or on Shabbat, teach them Hebrew class, you know, preferably every day, an hour a day every day, you know, at home. But in our community, our own doctors, you know, and we don't have to, it don't take us years to do that now because we have people right now in our community that are doctors, that are professionals, that have their own businesses. And we build our community around that, that temple or synagogue so people now, can get there. Now, the things you're saying is how to move forward. That's what we want from the United States. We want our synagogues for our Hebrew Israelites. Uh, we want our schools to educate our children. That's what we want. That's, that's part of how to move forward. That's what we want United States to do, is give us our synagogues so we can pray, give us our, our schools, and give us our communities back, our Hebrew Israelite communities, so our children can come up the way they should and learn their languages. Go ahead, Rabbi. Let's do it a different way. <laughs> Let's exodus out of the world system. They don't have to give us anything. Let's do it and let the Father give it to us, right? In other words, we have, the, he created us. He formed us. He breathed the life into us. He gave us. When, when the children of Israel left the world system, they left with wealth and riches because he gave them favor with the world system. So we focus on the Father. He'll cause it to happen, right? Well, I, well, I just gave the scripture that we're going to exit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will and he will make it happen. But he's gonna make it do it with where we have the resources we need to do what we need to do while we're building. He'll give us the resources and he'll take it from the world system. They'll give it to us. So yeah, you're hitting it. We want the United States to do this. Yeah, because the father's gonna cause him to do it. He's gonna cause him to do it. And if you read Solomon's prayer at the end of the prayer, it says, you know, cause them to favor us. In other words, if you're going to get reparations, you're going to need favor. In other words, you're going to have to have politicians that are going to work on it to make sure it gets done. And so we have to, again, we turn our focus on the prayer. Again, this is how we cause uh, the people amongst us to change because the Father is not going to change. And he's already given us how he's going to do it. He's going to cause it to happen because he'll charge their, change their heart. He'll cause them to do it. That the, the conversation about reparations uh, is in the, it's up and it's going. It's been going for a long time. But we as a people have to begin to corporate prayer, uniting on the Sabbath day when the heavens are open. When we begin to do that as a people, it'll happen. But as long as we're fragmented and we're not, and we refuse to do it, because I'm not giving up my first day of the week, I'm not giving up my Sundays, I'm not giving up my pork. I'm not giving up those things that are contrary to what the Torah tells us we're to do. As long as we are fighting, we're going to stay in exile, asleep. But 
when we begin to open up and say, and, and you know what? There are millions of us, millions of us who have returned to Torah. You hear me? It's not 100, 200. There are millions of us, literally millions of us that have returned to Torah, that are praying right now. And this, this Shekharit service is over. They're going to do Minha service in about a couple of hours. Right now, they're at this, at the, you know, well, they're at home right now. But, you know, because they can't congregate together. But think about it. There are millions of us. Millions of us. You don't see us in media. But there are actually millions of us that have returned to the Torah. Millions. You know what that tells me? As we're being reconciled to our mother and our fathers. That's the reconciliation that takes place when the spirit of Elijah is in the earth. It's happening. We see it from this little corner that we're in. But if we will focus on the spirit and learn how to operate in the spiritual realm, he will reveal to us that there, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I've always kept someone there. You're not by yourself. So when we, again, it's up, it's on us. The responsibility is on us. And we're doing that, okay? Marie, Marah, Sarah, <laughs> you're doing, you're a part of this thing and what you're doing. You're very, you're a very important part of this awakening in what you're doing and the style that you come with it. It's important. It's important. So you allow the power of our father operating in it. What, five years? You've been doing it five years? How long? Mm -hmm. Five, How long? six years. Mm -hmm. See? And you're still building you're building you're building your father's strong you're building and you're and now you're pulling other people in people are asking you questions and you're answering questions and you reach out and and here we go with me you know through another brother you see so this is how it's working but there are millions of us that are returning to the Torah. some are messianic some are not messianic for me i don't care you can come as a messianic, you can come as a non-messianic. I don't That's care. Right. As long as you come. And we're going, we're, we're, we're going over time today because it's very important. So we're just going to continue and you can uh, break it and, and, if, if, and turn it back on later. But we're, this is very important. So we're going to continue and we're just going to go until the spirit tells us to stop because this teaching is very important. And, and I just want to touch, she calls me Sarah, which is... Uh, Abraham's wife, Sarah, which is mother. See, because Ethel Easter is my what? Slave name. And when you come into the knowledge of who you are, your identity, and our identity has been stolen, our names, your name is your uh, personality. So that's why he calls me Sarah, because he said I have a personality. Sarah means mother, and the Lord called her princess. So when you rename yourself, if you choose to, you go by your personality. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. You should have said that. <laughs> because you said the name is the personality. And, I said, you know, you said you want me to wait uh, before I start talking about it. But, uh, and I'm going to get you this information so you can speak on it. Oh, okay. But the name, to, you know, you said your name. This is my slave name. This is, you know, but, you know what well, is your Ethel, name? Ethel Easter is a slave name because that's yeah. what our masters 
enslaved, that was our last name, what they called us, which that's not our names who were on those boats when we were brought over, our Hebrew name. But I'm, that's going off on the tangent. But I just wanted uh, everyone to know why you call me Sarah. <laughs> but no, no, that's good because it all ties together. That's what I'm saying. It ties together because again, remember, we are those people, right? And, 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 and which is one of the reasons why I'm going through Beta Israel because they are from the first temple time before the temple was destroyed the first time. Beta Israel kept that custom, that tradition. They kept the Torah mm -hmm. and the old Torah that they had. So, and that's where we are. We are like those people, mm -hmm. right? We are philosophical. But, but our names were changed. And our names, we don't even, most of it, and now it got to a point in the 70s where young ladies were changing, giving us different names, like Shaniqua and all this kind of stuff. That's so where we got those from because we were rebelling against the names that were given to us by the Europeans. And if you look at when the second temple, and everything we say, you can look at when the second temple, they use Yahshua. That's the name right. they use with that second temple in the, in the Bible, biblically, was Yahshua, when that second temple was built. Yeah, and so, and that, again, that's another thing. Uh, in the book of Maccabees, when the, when the Grecians, the Greeks took over, and they forbade the Israelites to circumcise, and then remember Epin, uh, Epiphanes, whatever the name is, right? Uh, Epiphanes, when he went in and he killed the pig on the altar, mm -hmm. He killed the pig on the altar, right? Mm -hmm. Because as Israelites, we didn't touch the pig. It, it was like the worst thing you could do, the pig, right? Now this again, this is getting the etymology of a name, mm -hmm. name change, right? So they changed his name. Like I said, put that J on there when there was no J and the King James 1611 Bible has it in the original form, right? That name, uh, in the script, I put it this way, the scripture says his, his name shall be called uh, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Mm -hmm. Now, when you use the word Yeshua, that means God our salvation. Right. Yeshua means God our salvation, right? Uh, and so when you, and, I, and I, I will say, I will put this out, everyone who is listening to this, you go into Google and type in etymology of the name of Jesus, the name Jesus. Type in Jesus and then the meaning, meaning, right? Origins, right? And what's going to come back, you're going to be shocked. But again, when a person changes your name, and this is why they put it in the book of Daniel. See, this is why it's important to understand the writers, the writings. Daniel is not called a prophet, but we call him a prophet, Daniel prophet minor prophet. Daniel said that in the beginning, said that they changed their names. That was one of the things they did to the children of Israel. You know, our ancestors had already took off and went on down in the, in the, in the Africa. Mm -hmm. But those that were still there, you know, they, they want to change their name. Shadrach, you know, what, Shadrach Abednego, mm -hmm. you know, they changed their name, right? And they changed their diet. They want to put them on a different diet. But Daniel said, no, we're not going to change the diet. Now, he changed the name, but they didn't change the diet. He said, we're going to eat pork. In other words, we're going to become vegetarian or we're going to be vegans. We're not going to eat from the king. What is the king's table? Lobster, crabfish, catfish, you know, 
support. And, and, support. We're, and we're saying these things of what I said earlier. If you go to Israel, when we go to Israel, it's, it's kosher and vegan over there. There's no yeah. all these restaurants and, and bad eating. Uh, matter of fact, my son had gotten a, a slice of pizza and tried to put it in the microwave and it had some uh, pepperoni. They said, you can't put this in our microwave. They won't even let you put pork in their microwave to warm up a slice of pizza. They, be, they eat very clean. And that's why they're much healthier over there. We, when we got here, we ate what we could eat. We, we had the slop of the pig and the chitlins and all that because that's all we had, degrading food. I've never tasted chitlins. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody. Don't, don't get it wrong. But it is. It's degrading food and it's unhealthy. Yeah. And it so, goes back to the Greeks again. That goes back to Greeks, right? Antioch Epiphany. Antioch Epiphany. His thing was to defile the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. That was his whole purpose, to defile and devout, defile everything that, that pertained to us and our relationship to the Father. So that's why he put the pig on, and that, that pig on the altar, I'm telling you about spiritual things and how they uh, reveal spiritual things. So him putting that pig on the altar is, is, is like, uh, you know, when, when the children of Israel, your temple, you know you're not, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? If your body is holy, why would you pollute it with something that the Father has told you not to do it, right? And again, that's, that's what you see in Israel. They don't allow those things. But here, here it is. In the changing of that name, and I want you to go and everyone take the responsibility and check it out for yourself. Get the etymology of the name of Jesus. You already know what you should. It tells you, mm -hmm. God with us. I mean, you know, God is our salvation. His name has always been salvation or savior. That's in, the, in our Sidur. His name has always been called Savior. His name has not been called Earth Pig. Mm -hmm. See, when you get the etymology, that's what it's going to say. You look up the etymology, you're going to see it says, Earth. it comes from the uh, derivative of Earth and Pig. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then just with my Easter keeping it real, we've been saying, I, I say both. I say Jesus Christ and I say Yahshua. And so, yeah. because we've been conditioned so long, but it's what's your heart, what's in your heart. And then yeah. with your prayer, Yahshua should still be coming out in your prayer. It's a transition. It's a walk. Yeah. It's a transition. And um, that's why we're teaching. We're doing the teachings now. So you can start looking these things up and come into what? The light, the agreement of what we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're trying. So it's not a big fight over the name. It's just the truth. It's, we just want you to know the truth. That's all. And it, it's to your pleasure to, to search out a thing, right? We're giving you, I'm giving you some, some nuggets and we're giving you nuggets, but you need to search it out for yourself and see mm -hmm. if it, what, what we're saying is, is true or not. And you can see it. It's there. And so, um, again, I, I just, because I know, because I studied it for myself and, and, and I, I've studied other people's writings on it, and so they change his name. So if you keep Yeshua in the forefront, you if you say my Messiah's name is Yeshua, Yeshua is Messiah, Yeshua, you know, and that is in the name of the Father, Yeshua, 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 right? Mm -hmm. God is our salvation, Yeshua, yeah, Yeshua. So in that you can find the name, but when you go and he says. You know, he should call it Emmanuel. He should be called Emmanuel. I mean, our God is with us, right? God is with us. So, and that's, you know, and that's uh, coming from the prophets. 
that's coming from the prophet say that, right? So when we changed, again, going back to Daniel, when they changed the name, it allows the, Christ, the, the Catholic church or the Greeks to come in and say, first day of the week. And because you don't have the root of Yeshua, God our salvation, you can go with the first day of the week. And then when they say, well, the law is a curse, anybody that keeps the law is under curse. Now we're under grace, so whatever day you want to, you can worship on. You see? That's just like going back to the garden, which I didn't, uh, the, well, that's going back to the garden in chapter, we start getting into chapter three, and that's what the serpent said. You're not gonna die if you eat of the, the, the pornography, if you, you know, take drugs. You're not gonna die if you take drugs. You're not gonna die if you drink a lot of over-drink alcohol. You're not gonna die if you keep eating that pork. Uh, your blood pressure may go up a little bit, but it'll come back down. Like, what you, you ain't gonna die. That stuff ain't gonna kill you. That shellfish ain't gonna kill you with all that mercury in it. It's not gonna kill you eating those. That's not gonna kill you. That's not gonna kill you. And you eat it and say, well, I didn't die. What did she say? I said, it's a spiritual thing. I didn't die. And so she said, look here, honey. It, it didn't kill me. I ate this pork and it didn't kill me. He says, hmm. Or in other words, in the tree, when it talks about tree, it's talking about spiritual things. Right? So you're talking about things of the Torah and you're thinking about the world system. So you can, you can partake of the world system. We try to keep our children from pornography and stuff like that. We try to separate them from this stuff, but they still dabble in it. And they say, well, it didn't kill me. I, took, I smoked some marijuana. I took some, some heroin. It didn't kill me. But all the time, you were dying the whole time. You're separating yourself. And so by doing these things, we're separating ourselves. And the, and the Greeks are telling us, you don't have to keep the Sabbath. You're not going to die because you just wake up every morning and say, hmm, and I'm living longer than a lot of them folks. But that's not it. It's in obedience to what our father has given us because we came from him. We didn't come from the Greeks. We didn't come from the Romans. We didn't even come from the Jews. We came from the father. We came from the father. So in the beginning, when Enoch was preaching, when Noah was preaching, this is three Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. right? That we know of that are written, but they were all, they did have them. Well, Enoch was teaching, Enoch walked with God and was not. They were teaching the pureness of where we came from and winning souls over to the Father. They, these were great men of their day. And what they were talking about is where we came from. You find that in the book of Yitzhak, uh, in the uh, book of Zerzel, and these different books that you all don't get, uh, normal people don't get, you know, and they're out there. And they talk about, uh, you go into the, this, the Sefer, the Sefer, and, and you go into the books of, of Jasher and it explains a lot of things that are missing uh, in the Torah and it, it fills in the gaps of what was going on there. And so you begin to see the spiritual things and the natural things tied together and things that we should have studied that we didn't. But because we didn't, we have these gaps and we wonder why. And we went, when we, we, we missed the idea of what the world knew that we didn't know is if we change their name. If we make them forget who they are, it's just like we killed them. Mm -hmm. See, he said, let's drive Israel into the sea. What they were doing is driving us in the sea by taking our names away. If you take the name Yeshua and turn it to Jesus, and you say Yeshua kept the Sabbath, but Jesus keeps the first day. He rose on the first day of the week, and so we keep Jesus. So what they did was they took you into a baptism, brought you up as a new person outside of Israel, and gave you a new day. 
So when you're baptized into that, you, in other words, you're identifying now with the first day of the week. And you have now separated yourself from the seventh day of the week. And so when you come back, you got to be re-baptized. You baptize yourself back into the Torah. You understand how it works? We, we, we were forced into Christianity when we came here. Yeah. We were forced yeah. into speaking English. We were forced into changing our name. We were forced, and, and the United States never thought we would get our freedom. We came here as slaves and, and like cattle, and they that's what they expected us to stay. But God, but yeah. God, but Yahweh. Yeah, and that, that it goes back to, again, it goes into the song. It talks about it in the song of how they... And all and so the nations he, came together. He's teaching yeah. that he is a rabbi. He's supposed to teach you this way in the truth in the beginning, the Torah. This is a rabbi of Shalom. So I, yeah. I ask and, and that you listen and that you study these things for yourself and start investigating these things for yourself. Because at first it was hard for me too. Because I, I was so into the tradition also. It, it, especially th that Christmas, that was hard for me to transition out of that because <laughs> I like that and getting gifts and giving gifts and in the trees and all. And I and I had to come into reality of the truth. Mm. I can have celebrate any day of the year. I I'm the chosen. I'm the choose. I'm the original Hebrew. I'm chosen. I can have this day every day. I yeah. can choose to give gifts when I want to and receive them when I want to. That's right. I'm yeah. the mother of the nation. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's, that's something you said, that Christmas thing. You know what? Right now, this is October now, but last month, did anybody go to a, like a Lowe's? Mm -hmm. I haven't been to a Lowe's, but usually years past, I'd go to Lowe's in August, September, and I would see Christmas decorations or preparations for them. Right well, they now, start, they're, doing, they're starting now to put it out. Right yeah, now, yeah. Everything so what, what are they doing? Yeah, what are they doing? And also, you got Halloween right now. They got these pumpkins and stuff out. What do you think they're doing? They're conditioning you. They're feeding your mind. Again, it goes back to behavior modification. They'll be, they're they're, 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 they've already done the behavior modification, you know, through the transatlantic slave trade. So now every year, and they started adding it. At first, it was just in November, you see Christmas. But now you're seeing it all the way in August. End of August, you start seeing them. But in between that, you get so what they're doing is conditioning you. Conditioning. Well, that keeps, that keeps the Dow Jones, that keeps the market up for people to, to, to get their money. And then yeah. it, uh, Halloween is evil. We know that. They even started killing kids and giving them uh, poison candy. And they, they, take, they take everything and, and make it, it bad. And then yeah. you go into Thanksgiving, ask the Native Americans about Thanksgiving, about the yeah. land. Yeah. Look these things up. Look every every one of these pagan holidays, and I'm guilty of it. We have served. There's there's a bad underlying. There's an evil underlying. There's an underlying of greed and 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 uh, violence behind most of these holidays and lies. Yeah, and yeah, that's the great what we call the Babylon. That's Babylon or the great Satan, uh, as the Muslim calls the great Satan. But again, you know. We were, we were, we're here, right? But at the same time, the awakening, the fathers always left us a way out. Children of Israel, 400 years, you know, well, 285 years of bad time in, 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 the, in the Mitzrayim in Egypt, 285 years of bad time, maybe 185 years. But they were there for, you know, 400 years, but it wasn't 
the prophetic 400 years that were spoken of. But in that time, because they were at ease, they were guests in the land, they began to mingle. Well, the Egyptians were kind of separate from, they didn't want too much, you know, to do with the Israelites in the Hebrew. But some of them, you know, would marry and some they would rape sometimes. They go in and, and they would rape some of the Israelite women uh, and in Egypt. And these are all Hamites, right? So this, and the Israelites were kind of, you know, tying in with them, like, like we're doing here in this country, you're in different places. But uh, at the same time, the father sent the word, right? He sent a messenger because the people were crying out and they didn't start crying out until things got hard. But we started off hard in this country. It was 400 years of, of 400 years of hard bondage to the point where they had, they thought they had killed us all because they changed our name, separated our mothers from our children and fathers and, and, and wouldn't let us uh, build a family structure and nucleus. When the slave, uh, when the, when slavery was over and we were walking the roads trying to find our relatives. And even today, when I was with my parents, when I go to date somebody, my parents say, who is that? And who is her parent? Who are her folk? That might be your relative. You need to find out who that is. And they want to know who they are because we were separated from our, you know, we, we were separated from our kinfolk and we were marrying our kinfolk, you know? We were, I'm not, I mean, married because we didn't know that our father had fathered that child or our mother had that the children, The children were stripped out of the arms of the mothers. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it even says that in the Bible. So yeah. when you stripped out of your arms, you could be with your brother and not know it and meet up with right. him and, and not know yeah. it at the time. Yeah. And so you think about a person that, uh, people that have been dehumanized. In other words, we became a no people with no beginning and no root and no end. And we were dead as if we were sleeping. But now we are awake. Again, we say it again. Now we are awake. Why do we keep saying that? Now we are awake because we are destroying Stockholm Syndrome. We're destroying the behavior modification and we're destroying, eliminating the conditioning. We're, stop, we're gonna stop allowing the conditioning to live or to exist in our lives, our homes, and our communities. We have to stop it. It is up to us to change it. It is and up to yeah. us to change it. Did you hear, Rabbi? We can't wait for anybody else. It's up to us to change it. We have to change it. If my yeah. people would heed, the Bible didn't say, if the, if the United States of America would heed and accept that, what they've done, no. If my people, we are his people. <laughs> yes, beautiful, because it says, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. Yes. But it goes on say, but because you reject knowledge, I reject you. So we used to use that. I used to use that as a pastor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was in the word church. I used to use that because when I had a concept, when I had a new concept in, in the word church, I wanted people to get it. I would hit them with that guilt. Mm -hmm. Hit with that guilt, right? But at the time, I wasn't telling them, using it to say, you need to come back to the Torah until I got convicted and I had to return to the Torah. You know, before then, I was convicting them so they had to learn about the gifts of the Spirit, learn how they had to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's what I was talking about then. Trying to get people so to come and get baptized in the Holy the Ghost. Rabbi, the rabbi was actually a Christian preacher. So he had to come back to the Route 2 and uh, go to the Torah back to the Torah. And so, yeah, we got our 66 books, 
but the root is the Torah. Those are our people. And that's what we're on here preaching and teaching. And that's why God had moved me to host this, to teach you this. Like I said, I go to a Christian church tomorrow. I do the online thing uh, there. I do the Bible studies on Thursday. I do Tuesday, the Hebrew uh, Israelite training. And I'm here now. We have got yeah. to learn. We have got to transition out of this. Yeah, that's right. We have to. There has to be a change. And I, I think that that's why, I'm, you know, the, the father used me the way that he has and allowed me to go through those. The, you know, the Bible college and all that stuff, you know, he allowed me to go through it and sit in the meeting and, and to actually hear because the whole time I was asleep. It was as if I was asleep. And then when the time came, he sent the messenger to just convict me, just say, Pastor, you know that. And, and that's all it took, right? So here I am now. I, I, I want to teach it in such a way that if you are in Christianity, and I, you know, so, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not against Christianity. If you really want to know, I'm not against it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, uh, what I am for is the Torah and living the Torah lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm about. You see, that's what I'm about. I, and I want everyone, and I'm out seeking the children of Israel. I'm seeking, right? So wherever I find you, I'm going to work with you where you are. So I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and spoke with tongues. I still, I speak the Holy Tongue, Hebrew. Right? I speak the Hebrew tongue, right? I do my prayers in Hebrew, right? That's the Holy Tongue. And then we have to interpret that Holy Tongue for those that don't speak the Hebrew, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it makes, it's practical. It makes practical sense because when I, you know, even, again, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit on that night with my Isha and I, my wife and I were sitting uh, it was a Hebraic or Hebraic tongue that came out. Okay. So I'm saying that is because what I'm saying is because the experience. And I'm again, I'm not against Christianity. That that's fine. You that's your thing. That's your thing. We don't force people to do anything. Right. As this right, we don't. But what we do is present our case. And so I'm presenting my case to you. The case of Torah of returning to the Father, of operating in the, the anointing of our Father. And our, and our teachings are in peace and love. You do have some um, radical Hebrew Israelites out there, but we, we are not that. It's peace and love that we teach. Right, yeah, yeah. And if you look at Israel, if you look at the history of Israel, they didn't, you know, I think they, they forced Esau, you, you know, and they learned a lesson from that. They forced Esau to convert and become Jews. So they gave Esau down in southern, uh, southern Israel in the, in, the, in, the, in the Negev, gave them Simeon's place, a part with Simeon's place, right? And they were, they've been a thorn in their sides ever since, ever since. So since then, there's no forcing, there's no proselytizing for the, for the most part in, in Hebraics or in, in Judaism. You know, there's no proselytizing per se, but what will be done is we present the Torah. And, and, and people that say, well, there's no grace. You know, I hear things like that, something like that. And, and I knew those things because I was in, again, I was in Christianity. I was baptized in Christianity for a while. I had to come out and be read, and, you know, back, and back into Torah. So uh, I understand a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of the questions have you have. approached me with that too, un under yeah. the curse. And yeah. so we already know Yahshua is the only one that's walked this earth that was perfect, that was perfect. And so we're not saying any of us are perfect. Yeah. 
but think about this now now in that watch this watch this now this is this is something uh, what happened with enoch mm -hmm. what happened with enoch he walked with god and was not he never in order to walk with, was he perfect <laughs> he walked with god and he was not <laughs> The only perfect one I knew was Joshua. So. Yeah, yeah. That's just a question. That's those thoughts. That's those thoughts, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, those, are, those, are, those are those quick things that we can throw in and kind of stomp you a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But it's all fun. Yeah, I do that all in jest. But the, the seriousness is, and the seriousness of it is this. Know the Father. Seek to follow in His ways. Emulate the Father. Um, you know, love your neighbor. It says, do not hold a grudge against the children of your people, right? Right. Don't hold a grudge against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. Do not, it actually says, do not take vengeance, nor hold a grudge against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. That's a part of the Shema. So these are the things that are important. So I'm not going to hold a grudge against a person because they're a Christian. I'm not going to hold a grudge because they're an Orthodox Jew or a Messianic Jew. I'm not going to hold a grudge against you. Right? I'm not going to take vengeance against you. I'm not going to do it because that's not in my makeup. When I look at that and I see that menorah again, mm -hmm. it reminds me. Attribute, chesed, right? Well, we've had some, wonder, <laughs> we have had some wonderful teachings today. Thank you so much. We, uh, that, that's a lot. And I ask that you watch this several times. I know I go back. I'm, I'm here and I go back and watch it a couple times during the week and take notes and even um the words that uh you give us speaking in hebrew we can take notes like kamal is wisdom so i learned that word today and um breath is, is raw. raw is breath <laughs> uh -huh. so you get new words <laughs> and so uh rabbi did you want to uh, say anything else to sum it up i know we're going to continue this discussion next saturday it's just so much meat in this uh, and I say we're on baby food, but we're getting to the meat. There's so much meat in, in Shabbat and the Sabbath day. We need to keep going and um, teaching this. And so I know we're going to uh, extend it and talk about it more next week. Is there something else we want to sum up today on it? No, I just do the rabbinic uh, benediction. Okay. And that's that's all. Okay. okay. I'll put the name of the father. I'm going to use Adonai, though. I won't use the Philippine name, Yudhevah. I'll use Adonai. But I will do the rabbinic. You know, we did that last night, right? So I want you to get used to doing yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but record out of Norvega. Yeah, I know, but I'll let me go. You saw the Lord. We are Shalom. May the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord be gracious and dearest Father for you and cause his face to shine for you. And may the Lord grant you his peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Shalom, shalom, shalom alechem. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful teaching. It's a lot of substance in this teaching. I ask that you go back, look at it, and start uh, looking up things for yourself. 
Uh, we thank you, Yahshua. We thank you for this day. The skies are open. We've prayed to you. We've sent the message out to your people. We ask that they heed and they hear the message, Yahshua, that you put out today. We ask that you, you cover everyone in the blood. We ask that you hear our prayers and hear our cry as you sit on the right-hand side of Yahweh. We thank you. We thank you for the healing of the land. We thank you for the healing of the people. Right now, there's people sick in the land right now, and we ask for healing from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. The 39 stripes is not uh, by chance that it's 39 rules that we said today are forbidden. There was 39 stripes that you were beaten that you said healing will take place. We speak healing in the land right now. It's not, so, it's not by chance that today is 15, which 15 is a holy number for us Hebrews, because that's rest. And it's not by chance that we're teaching Shabbat on the 15th, okay? The 15th day, the Hebrew month. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your mercy. All those things are free. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your omnipresence. We thank you for being on time. We thank you for your guidance and guiding our footsteps. We look forward to going home. We thank you for your abundance of blessings on your people, putting food on the table. It's not all the time about uh, whoever, everybody has a mission. It's not all about wealth. It's about who, what is your place? We thank you for me hosting this and finding my place and what you want to do. If it's just cleaning a hotel room and blessing it as you go along. It was, if it's just the, 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 the woman, the, the young girl who put Moses basket in the water, that was her, she, she made history by that. We got to think about these things. That was her place and what she was supposed to do to put that basket in the water for Moses to lead your people out so he wouldn't be killed. The butterfly effect, the butterfly theory. God is awesome. Ooh, in the atmosphere. We thank you. We ask that you join us next Saturday. We ask that healing take place of the 217,000 that have already died with this pandemic and that there's no confusion and that they come unto the knowledge of the Lord. And we will see you next week. Shalom. 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 Shalom.